All right, here we are, lawyer talk. June 30, almost July. In fact, it's sort of July 4th weekend coming up. Uh, we have we are, as always, going to interface here with the Blitz. Uh, the Exchequer has checked out, at least for this week. So we're doing the ex-checking and the legal question answering. Brett, Tur- Circle 270 Media, Jared, as always here. Uh, and we are waiting momentarily to talk to 99.7 The Blitz with Loper and Randy. We are going to take all comers, all legal questions that come by text, by phone, by smoke signal, by Morse code, whatever it is, we're going to answer them. Uh, and it looks like we are coming up right now. Dial 821-9970. If you need free legal advice on Loper and Randy, better call Steve. I feel like such a creep because we have a camera in Steve Palmer's studio like that we can watch him. <laughs> and he can't see us. Like, All I can oh, see is a like ceiling. <laughs> I, I, oh. I send him messages. I'm like, look to your right. Oh, there's Rick. Tap your foot three times. Oh, there he is. Uh, All right. That's Rick. Look, you know? you know, hey, what's look, up, Steve? Oh, that's hilarious. I had no idea. Get the camera on yeah. me, Rick. I no, want to no, see no. my Put friend Put it on Steve. me. I want to see Steve. Oh, I, I just saw Frankie Hayden for the first time uh, since uh, this whole Corona thing, uh, which Kelly. has been an amazing reunion. So, uh, Steve, the invitation is open if you want to come into the new studio that's next so week. Oh, wow. Yeah. After, I, uh, yeah. I definitely want to check that out. <laughs> We're uh, on vacation next week, but uh, excuse me. So I can come in, uh, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a big weekend. Yes, exactly. if, uh, for some reason, you're leaving the Columbus Crew game and you make a mistake on the way home and you find yourself in a in a mess, Steve Palmer is definitely the guy to call. And Gerald knows that. He's on hold right now on line one. He has a, what is this, a child custody question. Gerald? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey man. You're on with Steve Palmer and us, Loper and Randy. Yeah, Go thanks ahead. for listening. You're one of our number ones. Gerald. <laughs> Hey, I got a um, custody. I got uh, a question about custody. I got um, pretty much full custody of my daughter. Her mom gets her is court scheduled to get her from like ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday to like seven o'clock, and uh, it's been a couple years and she hasn't called, contacted us, nothing, no birthdays, no Thanksgiving, nothing. Um, what would be the best way to go about just getting complete full custody and not having to deal with anything? Well, yeah, I mean, let's just clear some uh, some terminology first. When you're talking about custody, it sounds like, you know, there's different ways that that term can be used. What we're looking for is parenting time uh, versus like residential parent, or maybe you can maybe generically use the term full custody, like you have total control. But what you're really talking about is somebody who has full custodial control to make decisions, uh, to decide schooling, medical, medical care, that kind of thing. And I think you're telling me you already have that. Now it's about how much parenting time that mom has. And by court order, it sounds like she's got some limited time on Sundays and she hasn't been exercising it. So what I would do, if you really want to get her out of the picture altogether, as far as parenting time, go to court and say, uh, I need to modify the allocation of parenting time because mom isn't exercising her time at all. Uh, she's not even uh, following any schedule that's in place, let alone uh, doing anything more. And uh, you just want to sort of eliminate that. And, you know, the judge's decision on those kind of issues is really what is in the best interest of the children or the child. And, um, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but that's how it's going to get assessed. Like these are case, this is like anything I tell people almost every week on these kind of cases it always is best to have an attorney, a good qualified domestic relations lawyer, somebody who knows how to navigate the system and deal with these kind of matters and uh, get them done efficiently. It's going to be really difficult to do that on your own, although not impossible. 
but that's sort of the general thing. Get a judge, get a judge to change the order or the allocation of parenting time and, uh, and then get it in writing. That way, when mom does come back in the picture or if mom comes back in the picture, you have it in writing, on paper, by court order, what the rules of play are. So uh, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. Happy to get your referral. And if you want to get on with Steve Palmer right now on the line to ask a legal question, 821-9970. We have a text. Yes, this is from Don. He said, my girlfriend's car was broken into and the insurance registration are expired. She got a DUI several years ago, so she doesn't drive it. It's just parked. I discovered that the car was broken into and without thinking about it, I filed a police report. I'm concerned that I've screwed my girlfriend in some way. They didn't ask for her info, only mine. Cars registered in her name, but officer said he'd use my info. Should I be concerned? I'm mostly worried about messing up her probation period. I guess I'm curious why. I don't know what she is doing wrong as far as her probation period. Uh, maybe because there's no insurance. I, I, so here's the deal. In Ohio, insurance follows the car. So if you a car has to be insured generally speaking, uh, if you own it. Now, there are there are other exceptions to that. The Bureau of Motor Vehicles sometimes does random checks. You might just get a, a random uh, letter in the mail from the Bureau that says you have a car registered to you and we don't show coverage uh, what gives. And if you don't have coverage, then there's something called a security suspension or a financial, res- financial responsibility suspension, rather. Uh, and then you'd have to deal with that. But there are exceptions, like a car that is not being driven or is disabled or maybe under restoration or something like that. But uh, I, I don't know exactly what the concern would be for the girlfriend unless she were doing something wrong, um, like driving the car when she shouldn't uh, or, or otherwise violating her probation. And to that, I would say she's under no obligation necessarily to go make statements. She has a right to remain silent. Uh, sometimes that changes a bit when you're on probation. You give up some of those rights. But I guess this is one that I would have to assess on behalf of your girlfriend uh, with probably a direct call or conversation with her, and I'd be happy to have that, 614-224-6142. Uh, generally, I'm not hearing anything that should be a problem, though. All right, let's go to uh, Joe, who's on hold. He's got a question about his Airbnb. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay. that's all right, man. You're on with Steve Palmer. Go ahead. Uh, quick question. Uh, Airbnbs in general, good idea or bad? Whether you, you rent your your livelihood or you go to rent one somewhere. Seems like there's a lot of liabilities on either end. Yeah. So let me tell you, I'll confess, I've never stayed at an Airbnb. I have looked at them online for vacations. I've never been able to quite pull the trigger. I know plenty of people that have, and they've had great experiences. And, you know, I, I, I sort of look at that like a an awesome um, example of the free market at work. You got people who just say, you know what, I'm going to rent out my house to yeah. others and I'm going to, I'm going to invite right. critique and criticism and, and we're going to, right. well, uh, we're going to build a business. It probably worked out. I'm sorry. It probably worked out well for folks at Muirfield during the Memorial tournament. I, I would imagine. Yep. And I've heard yeah. lots of people who have talked about just that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, the other end where, Oh, I considered renting my house for a while until I watched uh, Metallica's video of whiskey in the jar. Yeah. Like, well, man, well, I would say this, man, on, on the liability side, if here's what I don't know. And here's what I would certainly suggest is look into your homeowner's insurance. If you're going to decide to rent out or anybody is going to decide to rent out their house by Airbnb, uh, I would guess by now that insurance companies are going to be interested in knowing that this is happening. 
uh, and they may want to add coverage or you might want to add coverage to your home uh, for damage or whatever would happen as a result of that. I don't know that to be true. I don't know it to be positively true, but it would be a concern I would have. That's where I would start. So uh, obviously, if you have any other questions off the air, give us a shout. 614-224-6142. Here's another parking question, I guess a car question. Um, so he says he cannot park in his driveway in front of his house. I have no driveway or garage and can only park in front of my house. My neighbor has seven cars and always parks in front of my house. Is there any way to stop them from taking my spot? Get there first. Yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, assigned right. spot. But it's one of those low-key things that'll piss you off. You're like, oh, did you just park in front of in front of my house. Seven cars is a little excessive to take that many spots on the street. And so yeah. the, you have a fleet. Yeah, it stinks. He should leave one open for you as common courtesy. Right. But what's the legality on that, Steve? I, you know, I don't think there is. I mean, I know I used to live downtown in German village, right. Uh, during law school and right after law school. And I had a buddy that lived with me uh, and we used to race home because if you, you we wanted that <laughs> right. prime spot on the curb, right in front of the house. And, uh, you know, if you don't get it, you're sort of SOL. Now, on the other hand, downtown in Columbus, they did have a parking permit that was required. It was like parking permit A or city permit A or something like that. And there was a there was a car that would park there in front of my house regularly. And I, one day I had to tow it. I just got sick of it because they didn't have a permit. And it was this big, long orange truck. And it took up two <laughs> spaces and uh, it, it didn't have a permit. So as far as this, as far as I, I don't know where this is or what the permitting is or whatever, but I don't know of any regulation or rule or law that would prohibit what you're describing. And uh, it just sort of, you know, you just got to get there, I guess, and or maybe knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, man, can we have a compromise here about this so we can uh, so we can uh, both park here? But yeah, I, I, and, and I, keyword yeah. compromise. Yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. are that civil these don't days. Don't get upset. Good you know, luck. you can't get upset. All right, final uh, text message yeah. question for Steve Palmer. Robert wants to know what you think about that judge mandating vaccines. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead of going, you know, facing uh, jail time and you know probation. Yeah, this is uh, there's a local judge in Franklin County who is putting people on probation. Um, he's having a dialogue with guys about or gals, whoever about. Uh, whether they've had the vaccine. And, you know, if you haven't, he is mandating people to get it as a condition and term of their probation. Now, he says that he is uh, exploring the question with these individuals and he is, uh, if they're just not getting the vaccine because they're lazy or they haven't gotten to it yet or they don't have any sort of moral or health or other objection to it, he's ordering it. Um, I, this one is going to, this is a, this is a tough one. I don't know how this is going to shake out, but I think there may be some issues that emerge with courts and judges as a matter of probation, ordering people to get the shot. Um, whether somebody actually challenges it or not, I don't know. What do I think of it? I don't like it. You know, I, 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 probation is designed to do certain things. It's designed to make sure that you address problems that you've had that may have gotten you into this uh, mess. It's designed if you got alcohol or substance problems to deal with that. It's designed to monitor you and, and sort of get you on the right track and make sure you, you don't commit more crimes. And I, I'm not exactly sure how this ties into that. Now, that I'm sure the judge would say, well, it's all just about getting somebody uh, motivated for life and getting their uh, affairs in order and getting them on the right path. But I think there's a, a there's a reasonable counter argument there that the vaccine isn't really uh, part of that. So I don't know how it's going to shake out. My guess is sooner or later, here or elsewhere in the country or in Ohio, this will be litigated. And, and plus, uh, like, what if you already stuff. have it? Like, do you not get a break then? Um, that's right. That's interesting. So if you don't, if you if you already have the vaccine, then they, you're not, there is no benefit, I guess, other than they're not going to make you get the vaccine. So I, 
you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I want something on that side, too, if I'm, you know, one of those people. Anyway, Steve Palmer joining the show each and every Wednesday to give free legal advice. You guys can take advantage and uh, take advantage of his free podcast that you can find at theblitz.com. And uh, tell them where else they can find it, Steve. Yeah, just check it out. LawyerTalkPodcast.com is the website for the podcast. Or you can just go search Lawyer Talk and Apple or Google, wherever you find your podcasts. We are there. So subscribe, tune in. Uh, we even do some live stuff on YouTube and uh, continue with the interaction with, with people right now after so check us out all right my man steve palmer talk to you next week thanks guys all right uh live on lawyer talk just finished up with the blitz so those who didn't catch that every wednesday we tune in with loper and randy right here in columbus ohio 99.7 the blitz if you are not listening in columbus ohio of course you can tune into them online as well but you can also just show up here and we give a nice little recap of what we did and what do we do we take legal questions and we answer them Sometimes they're not so legal. Today was sort of a not so legal day. At least it was one of those, but it was interesting. We can. I mean, the one guy there, he's like, I'm worried about my girlfriend, you know, uh, she's because the car got broken into and there's no insurance, but she's not driving it. And, and then, you know, on that there, you know, it's, it's, I remember once I did get the letter that you're talking about. Okay. Oh, and, are, yeah. and, uh, I got the letter from the, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles and they're like, wait, no, said, uh, there's no, we can't find insurance on this car. And it was parked. You know what I mean? It was, I, I wasn't using it. I didn't have insurance on it. And yeah. they were still saying that I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless it's junked. Unless it's junk. But I think there is, and there, I think there are exceptions to that. I don't know for sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure there are. <clears throat> Because I went through a car restoration that I think I had minimal coverage on it for one reason or another, but I didn't keep it. Uh, I don't even know if I, I didn't have liability. I don't think I had some other kind of, I wasn't driving it. There's I mean, like a storage insurance. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a, yeah. a parked insurance and yeah. it doesn't cost you much. It's hardly anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know uh, exactly what that, uh, what the parameters are, but I guess to recap what the question was, we had this guy who I, I couldn't quite understand why he was, his girlfriend was in trouble. I think he just thought he did something he shouldn't have, don't you? Yeah, he Kinda was like, oh, I, I, well, the car got, so evidently it's parked, parking lot, side of the road, yeah. something, somebody broke into it. He filed a report. So it's not like you were driving it. Yeah, so and, and, they, and he filed the report. So, and you got to remember, it was just, it was a theft report. It was yeah. nothing to do with auto. It was auto theft. I mean, some, but didn't, they didn't steal the car. They stole something out of it. Yeah. So it's just like filing a report that somebody stole something out of your mailbox or somebody stole a, mm-hmm. You know, your, your gnomes, you got your gnomes out front, right? Yeah. And, and somebody stole them. Yeah. So they're not going to be like, do you have a uh, house insurance? You know, no, they, they won't. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> that's not going to go down. But it's, it's worthy of talking. I mean, maybe it's worthy of saying this is that anybody who's driving a car in Ohio and uh, gets pulled over, they're going to ask you, did you have insurance? Please provide proof of insurance. So anybody who's got a traffic ticket. Here's what you look for. If you scroll down with your eyes somewhere about two thirds down or no, forgive me, it's somewhere about a third down. There's a bunch of boxes and uh, one of them will say FR shown and there'll be a checkbox next to it. FR means financial responsibility and it is established by the Financial Responsibility Act, which says you got to have insurance if you're driving. And they're talking about minimal liability coverage. And if you don't have that uh, or if you can't prove it when you go to court, uh, they're going to ask you. And what they're going to do is they're going to ask you for proof of insurance at the time you were driving. Now, let's just play it out one way or another. Say, well, judge, I, I, I didn't have it at the time, but I have it here in my pocket. And it, literally, this happens. Judge will say, all right, well, come on up here and let me take a peek at it. And the judge looks at it and, say, and verifies, hey, look, uh, yeah, you looks like you had insurance on the day of the offense. 
I will, uh, we'll make note of that and we'll tell the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Another option, judge, I don't have it with me, but I promise I have insurance. We know what that means. Could mean that you just don't have it with you. It could mean that maybe you're fibbing, thinking you can just sort of you know, talk your way out of it. Well, what the judge is going to do is going to say, all right, no big deal. You're not in trouble. You're going to think, oh, good. I'm not in trouble. I didn't have to prove it. But I'll just tell the bureau you don't have insurance, and they're going to send you a piece of paper in the mail that says you have 30 days to write us proof that that vehicle is insured. And if you don't, you're going to get a license suspension. Um and then sure enough, a letter comes along in the mail and you've got to actually send it off to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. And if you send off insurance that's not valid, if you send off insurance that's uh, expired, uh, sometimes even fake, uh, you're going to get caught and they're going to suspend your license. I've had plenty of cases where uh, th- th- I call them the Bureau of Motor Vehicles police. They have like their, like they, uh, they come down and they go to court and they're waiting in the back because somebody had a false insurance paper they got on their Apple MacBook Pro and typed up a little dummy insurance thing and <laughs> modified it and they got caught. And, uh, you know, it's not hard. I mean, it, it, like you can just scan in a card and change the dates and you're rocking and rolling. And, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people get away with it, but not everybody. And I've represented people who have, who have not. And I will tell you what, those are not the police that you want to upset. They take that job seriously. And, and, and they come and they want their convictions and they do it. Uh, and then, you know, we get all the time, somebody just didn't pay their insurance. Like, come on, it just expired yesterday. Doesn't that count? Can I just, will my insurance company? Nope. Nope. They won't do it. So then what happens? Well, you get a license suspension in the old days, you were just SOL. Uh, there was no driving privileges permitted on that license suspension. Now there are, you can get a a 90 day license suspension. I think there's a way at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, you can get driving privileges. So you go and you tell them, look, I got to work. Give me privileges. Let me drive. Do something, and uh, and then you're good to go. But yeah, keep insurance. Be able to prove it, and they'll actually check it. They'll check it. I've never had a random check. I don't think on one of my cars though. I have. I have yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I guess I haven't recently. So yeah, a lot since I've been pulled over though. Thank, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just want to go to New Albany right now and say I want. I like to pay for my speeding ticket. And they'll be like, where's your ticket or what? what? And I'll be like, well, I haven't got it yet. I just paint a van. I just, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> you ever seen the movie? I mean, you guys, they changed the speed limit. They did this thing, you know what I mean? On 62. Then you can remember, I've been driving this same route for 16 years. And in those years, it, there weren't, there used to not be gas stations or hotels mm-hmm. or traffic lights. It was. Yeah, country road, and now they now they went from they went down to forty five. Weren't there any warnings that the speed limit was changing or now oh, no, no posting? Oh, you know, they're they, one side. Not that, that you says, pay attention to no, it. They got, I, same they, way. No, I noticed. I knew it. Okay. I, I caught it right away. Oh, okay, okay. But here's the deal: nobody's slowing down. You know, the flow <laughs> of traffic is still rolling right on along. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, then you get to this one area where you know maybe you're at the light and. Uh, you want to get to the right, but you go, Oh, you're in the left lane because there's a whole bunch of line here. And, uh, if you've got a good car, you can just hit it and accelerate and you get a pass and you get on, you get on the freeway. And, uh, I looked down, I was like, yep, man, 55. Yep. Yep. 55. I'm, I'm, I'm always at that 10. I'm hitting that 10 there. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I'm admitting to it there, but, uh, yeah, this it's is not Jared just, Blinsky. But, yeah. 
from Lawyer Talk. Yes. He speeds into one. No, it's, um, it's our confession segment of Lawyer yeah. Talk. <laughs> right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get off of me there. I did have one advice. We had a caller that uh, called in there, wanted to know if he could somehow get his parking spot because uh, they park on the streets. Mm-hmm. And he said his neighbor has seven cars. Seven cars. Now, here's the deal. If those cars aren't haven't been moved, you can file a complaint there because if you're, you're not allowed to park a car in, or if they're, if they're abandoned he, right, or, or if they're disabled or, or yes, if they're disabled or he needs to go around and see if they have expired tags. Yeah. If he's got one that has expired tag on it, then, then you can, uh, you, you got, you got a little bit of something to work with. So let me give, let's just give everybody a good uh, lesson in neighborly relations. Look at all your neighbor's cars and call the tow truck and have them towed, <laughs> you're going to make friends fast. Yes. I mean, you, it's just the way, it's like having a picnic in the neighborhood for 4th of July. You know, you're going to make friends fast and you're going to, uh, you're going to really, really establish a good friendship if you start having your neighbor's cars towed. But, you know, I mean, if they do have a slew of cars and they're not being used and you get debris and stuff, the leaves are blowing between there. It's, it makes them, it's a mess. You it's know, ugly. you, you can yeah. also, yeah. I'll yeah, have to see how that works out for the guy. I, I'm with him. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, there's not much to do, but I was just thinking of the few things he could do. One might be is, right. is walk right. around and see if they, because now if he goes around, it's like, they've all got updated tags. Yeah. And it's like, if they actually drive them. Yeah. Well, maybe it's guess, the Brady bunch, man. Yeah. Yeah. Player. You don't know how many people are living in that house. Maybe there yeah. are seven drivers mm-hmm. and, uh, giddy up buttercup. Now, find your spot. And, and it could be, you could look at the size of the width of the street too. It's not designed for parking, but you get, you know, like township roads kind yep. of yep. that feel. Yeah. You'd think you could at least give, you know, the, the, the cops a heads up going, they're Look, kind of man, in the way, you know, yeah. emergency vehicle. Of course. And then what's going to happen is they're going to be in the way. They're going to be told not to, and then you're going to replace them. So now you've got the same problem. You're, yeah. you're going to end up doing the same thing. So th- look, I can't implore you enough. Just go knock on your neighbor's door and say, dude, can I have one? <laughs> Can I have one of those? Can't spies? you spare a square? <laughs> yes. Remember the old Seinfeld, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, now this is a true story. I had, I had a buddy of mine living with me in law school, or right after law school, and we would go. I think it was like six p.m. to nine p.m. every evening for bar exam review course up at Ohio State in one of their school room, or uh, classrooms, and it was dare. I think the, I think the statute of limitations for street racing is probably over, but we literally would hot rod as fast as we could back downtown to German village to get that prime spot in front of the house. Cause otherwise it's a headache. You know, we're, otherwise you're doing a lap around the block. You're trying to figure out where to park. I mean, there were times like he would take third street or fourth street, third or fourth go North. I can't remember. One of those fourth goes North. Fourth goes North. There you go. I'll never <laughs> I forget know, that. I, yeah. It's the only way yeah, he'd remember. take third and reverse. Yeah. He would go backwards <laughs> and reverse <laughs> Burt Reynolds style. Like uh, in Hooper, but no, it's um, we would hot rod at different routes home, trying to get home, or he would see me and I'd look at him. It's like that little moment, and you punch it and roll at the at the stoplight to try to beat him. But all because of parking, all because of parking. Wow. All right, we got to talk about old Airbnb Joe. I mean, I don't know what that was about. Have you ever Airbnb anywhere? I uh, we did in Nashville. Uh, it was it was it was it was all right. It was nice. I mean, it was in comparison of pricing. You know, from a hotel in Nashville, we stayed down there for a week. Yeah. You know, it, it it was nice. I mean, it it did what it needed to do. It was upstairs. It was uh, actually uh, Travis Tritt's old recording studio that had been converted. But when when you hear that, it sounds like fancy. Could be cool. But you got to realize that Nashville studios were used to a lot of them used to be houses. 
you know, a lot of the old ones. So it was kind of a house that he happened to record in maybe once or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't take much to get that moniker. Right? Yeah. Like and, you and, think, hmm. and now we're staying above a nail salon. There's a nail salon underneath oh. it, but it wasn't bad. It was nice. It, we, we each had a room. It was a big room, you know, a little Manny petty while you're, and uh, when we were there, you know, I mean, it had a, it had a, a, a nice patio though. It did. And we were amongst all the studios, big ones have been buildings have been built. And I sat out there and the, and the porches, it had a nice little cover patio. And, uh, I, I would sit out there and I'd look at all the studios that were going on. Yeah. So it was, and it was, like I say, and it was, I can't remember what we paid, but it was like per couple, it was like 350 bucks for a week. See, that's And in Nashville, and then what we did, we would just get on the little scooters, the, the limes and, mm, yeah. and then just, just run around because we, we were right there on a, what is it called? I think it's called Studio Row. Yeah. What Studio article, Row is, is the name. What article did I read? I gotta look that up. We need to see, we don't have the X checker today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to get them on. But it. there was something that, Airbnb did like limiting. It, it was a, some sort of woke action they took. I think that you couldn't. Yeah, they've done. They the COVID flipped Airbnb whenever it was just raging on, and then it stopped. And there were people. There's there's places too like uh, that do not like the Airbnbs. Uh, there's a, I forget what ward it is in New Orleans. Hmm. Um, people are going down there, and yes, it looks nice because they're buying these old houses and they're redoing them. But they're renting them out, flipping them as a Airbnb and Bs. And so there's people that live there, and they're like, "This uh, is no longer a neighborhood; it's a huge hotel district." Hotel, almost, yes, pretty much to where you've got people coming and going and, and in and out, and you know, yeah. and, and you know, you're partying in in New Orleans, and and some of the neighbors are like, "You have, yeah, these neighbors are partying every day because it's a different group of people every right. week." Yeah. Well, in New Orleans, very community oriented yes. city that they like their pockets. I mean, yes. which is great. That's that's part of the draw of living there yes. is that in which the flood kind of ruined because yes. everybody escaped and all of a sudden, yeah. where's our community now? Yes, and it's being replaced by Airbnbs. And there are people like remember when this happened. Like a lot of people, and I, it makes sense. And I just, I guess, I just never put any thought to it that like real estate investors. We're not buying houses to flip. They're buying houses for Airbnb purposes. They're becoming their own little uh, hotel chains. And uh, I think they got really crushed. Well, you see, here's the other thing. Like, uh, usually whenever you go into a hotel, on the back of the door, you will see a list there that shows, you know I mean, what the room costs, what the tech. Because you'll go in there and it's like $200 a night. And then you'll realize that you're like this, holy cow, the room tax. You know, in some cities, room tax is a huge number. Like I've seen where you're paying more in tax than you are for the room. Wow. And it just usually it's on the back of the door. There's a listing there. And I've seen it before where I'm paying a hundred dollars a night. I think that was uh might have been Chicago. Uh and I think in Nashville too, I think it was like fifty, seventy-five dollars on a brand. So now there's all these hotel people that have to pay this this room tax. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But Airbnb, guess what? No room tax. So, yes, they are able to. It's like, what's just so much cheaper? Well, of course it's cheaper. They paying the tax that the hotel people have to pay. Right. So now hotel people are like this. Well, this is BS. Yes, they can charge less because you need to make them pay the tax or you need to lower our tax. And the government's like, well, we can't lower your tax. And Airbnb's like, well, you can't tax us. Mm-hmm. And because we are broken down into whatever laws, you know, somebody's looking through this. This is like the, we were talking about this last night on the telephone. This is like whenever the government gets involved, 
you end up with this. It's like you can say we're going to tax hotels because they're making so much money and we're going to we're going to do all that. And then the people who might have otherwise invested in hotels or might have otherwise uh, built more hotels, what do they do? They just shift gears a little bit. We're going to go start Airbnb in it. It might not even be the same people, but now all of a sudden there's a market for Airbnb because hotels cost too much. And uh, it's not that you're going to, everybody thinks, well, if we tax it, they'll pay more. No, they just won't either use it or they'll go somewhere else where they're not having to pay the tax. Like cost will drive people out sooner or later. Always right. does. I had a friend who, who has one in, in uh, Belize. Belize. I, I think yeah. it's Belize. I think. I'm pretty sure. And, but anyhow, you know, they're not, they're still not letting people, Americans into the country. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So since COVID has hit, he's, nobody's <laughs> staying at his Airbnb. Well, and I know we were talking during the shutdown, man, people got crushed. Those investors, mm-hmm. Airbnb, I hope they're, I hope they're doing all right. I tried to, I was going to look up the woke action they took, but there was some action they took recently that was, uh, that was designed to, I don't know. It, it was fitting the narrative these days, but anyway, the guy called about Airbnb. I, I, I've heard a lot of people renting stuff around, but I've never been in one. I don't know. Yeah. It scares me a little bit. I don't like. I, I like. I like going to a hotel. I just sort of like the. I, I, I like. The I, 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 like I like the hotel too. To yeah. well, I mean, if I had yeah. extra properties, I could. I would think about Airbnbs. If you don't literally live in that home, yeah. And you could Airbnb it out. Well, maybe. then again, maybe. I mean, here's, here's, I guess, let me back it up. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going on uh, to Fort Lauderdale and we got an Airbnb. With comedians. Yeah, with the com- comedians on South High. We're all going down there. Well, Bobby can't make it. Bobby and his wife, but Jason Banks, his wife, uh, Kenny, me, Shorty, we're going uh, down there. Uh, Keisha's. That's, a, that's a perfect scenario for an Airbnb. And, but that's it's great. got a hot tub, it's got a perfect. swimming pool, it's a five minute walk from the beach. Uh, it's, you know, got, uh, it's, Four bedroom, three full baths, and for the week, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. I mean, the whole trip, planes and planes, trains and automobiles. I think it was uh, like twenty five hundred dollars a couple. See, that's that's hardly anything, and for a week, and that's I mean, that's our airfare. Yeah. That's 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 all that's all in there. And, and you're right, Brett. That is the scenario where Airbnb makes it. a lot of sense, and it's got a big. You know, we looked at the pictures anyhow. We get there. It's like, oh, no, but we'll see. What's the, there's a movie. Gosh, what's that movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, John Candy was in it maybe. Or I don't remember who's. Anyway, there's a movie where. Yeah. They get to Summer Rental. It might be. Was it Summer? It might be Summer. Was, I think it was Summer Rental it it with be. John Candy. And he's like, I think if he took a picture from up there, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but, you know, it's, it's nice because we just want to go hang out. And do nothing, and you got the kitchen. You can cook some meals. You can go out to dinner there. You can, but now car rentals, and this is something just yeah. so crazy that's that's odd. Was we did find something through Costco, but uh, my brother in law's, I don't know, I guess my whatever, uh, sorry, my brother in law's brother in law. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough. not me, you know. You know, yeah. okay. anyhow, he's flying in. He was a, he he flew in from uh, up in Detroit or something. He had to come down. And they wanted for him to rent a car from Detroit to uh, Columbus because without a return, you know how much they you know, you know how much they said. I didn't even believe it. I was like, hey, "That's a lie." How much? Take a guess. Thousand bucks. Four thousand dollars. Holy mackerel! I was like, "No, not nah, that's not true." There are just no cars. I, we had this. Wow. I was like, I was like, he should just go to to U-Haul. Just, that's you, where I heard the alternative. And, people are renting U-Hauls. Yeah, and people just like Uber it. And yet, yeah, like in Daytona and in Florida, I heard, and then there's like a Hawaii said that they want to make it to where if you're not a resident, you're not allowed to rent a U-Haul. 
because wow. because there was no there's no rentals out there. So and right now you got to remember right before uh, COVID hit there, boy they they missed the boat on that because right now used car market is insane, insane. Yeah, it's insane. And was it budget that was going out had to blow out a bunch of their their cars? Well. And that, I think that's, I was trying to, we went to Colorado recently and we rented a car and I got to the rental car lot and it was like, no, I, maybe a handful of cars. You know how you used to go in a rental yes. car like this? Just kind of walk around. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was like a handful of cars and, uh, the one we got was maybe as big as this table. I mean, it was, it was like one of those little, it was like a volt. What the heck? It sounded like it was electric, oh, but it volt. wasn't. Yeah. Right. It was, I was like, why even call it a volt? <laughs> it's not electric. It just, it was this tiny little, it felt like I was in a go-kart. Yeah, that's GMC. It's a wannabe. It, yeah. I want to be electric. It but, felt mm. like a go-kart. <laughs> and although it was sort of fun in the hills coming down in Colorado and like the, in the, in the uh, front range, you know, we're just, it was fun. But it, on the other hand, there were no cars. And I got to think, is it because of all the used car shortages? Like the rental car people were just sort of sold them off during the pandemic. Is that what happened? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They sold them off and made some money. That yeah. They're, they're like, we were struggling because nobody was renting cars because nobody's going anywhere. So we just sold the inventory. So we sold the inventory because wow. you got to, or we go out of business and then right. everything gets sold. Because what happens is, and people don't get this, like rental cars, they don't just buy all those cars. They get a, they get what's called a purchase money security interest. So if somebody has a rental car, like they, you get a car, you're a rental company and you get a car from whoever, you still owe on that. You, you're, they take a security interest in your inventory and you use it. Uh, I presume this is how it happens. And like, it probably is a, a deal where you just sort of swap them out. You sell them and you pay off the note and then you go mm-hmm. and you're still going to owe. I mean, yeah. they still owed on those notes. Yes. Right. And usually you're renting them out to make the payments. Yeah. Now you're like, well, nobody's renting the cars. We got all these payments coming in. So you got to thin the herd. Mm-hmm. You got to, yeah. you know, we got, we got to make this month's bills, sell three cars. Tells me. Make next month, we sell some more cars. Tells me if I'm living in uh, Florida, I'm going to start renting out my car. I've, I saw some people doing that mm-hmm. on. Uh, Wait, is that I would never do that. No, I wouldn't either. I would yeah. never rent out one of my cars to yeah. somebody. Well, I guess if you had a Volt and it was only for that. Well, okay. Okay, I correction. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. You got seven cars sitting on the street. <laughs> you or, probably right. want to rent a couple of those out. Rent them out. Because or, then your neighbor has a spot to pop in. <laughs> that, solves, see, that solves that problem. You see, completely. I can't say anything because I have owned seven cars at one <laughs> yeah. time before. But now then again, there's a regulation. Where I live, I'm allowed. Well, to a point. Yeah. I got weird on Johnstown too, to where uh, they had a whole problem of people storing too many cars outside. Yeah, wow. It gets and, ugly. And they wanted to fence up. They, they said, You've got junkyards. Like, no, I don't have a junkyard. They're like, You do. And it's just, by our bylaws, you have a junkyard. Because uh-huh. <laughs> usually when somebody has seven or eight cars, they're not all Ferraris. No. <laughs> usually, usually they're like, If they I'm are, they're to in that. a garage. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to get to that one one of these right, days. Right. And it's an old truck. I've got four a, projects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or why get rid of that? It's got good parts on it. I'm going to sell it off one of these days and it just doesn't happen. And the other three, well, they work sometimes. Or you got a truck bed in your backyard. I mean, I look, I, oh. I have one working vehicle from four pieces here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just interchange them all the time. What's the old, uh, there's an old Johnny Cash song. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he, he, one, builds, he used to work at a car yeah. at a uh, car manufacturer. One part at a time as one it came on down the line. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> he uh, builds a whole car over 30 years 55, of work. 65, 75, 85. 85. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, that yeah, whole, that's yeah. yeah. If we yep. had the exchequer, he played for it. All right. Yep. We're, we're taking questions through YouTube chat, right? Yeah, we're taking questions. So, this is basically for future people listening. Um, yeah, we are taking yeah. uh, questions. So you, there is a YouTube chat, Channel 511. Here we are live on Channel 511. We didn't really introduce any of this, but... Uh, this is Lawyer Talk Live on Channel 511 if you want to check it out, YouTube. 
uh, and you too can take uh, or send us questions on the chat. Uh, you can send us an email. There's a form at uh, lawyertalkpodcast.com. But use the chat if you want to uh, get some questions answered. We had a couple questions last week, and uh, they are uh, starting to come more and more frequently. So anyway, uh, check it out. But uh, yeah, if you want to learn about like rental cars. Uh, <laughs> Fourth of July weekend's coming up. Fourth, yeah, we've talked about nothing so far. So. Yeah, but we're go- let's go into the Fourth of July weekend. What you got going on? Well, we got the comedians on South High going to be there at uh, the Columbus Funny Bone, not on the 4th. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, there's one show, the late show on Thursday still has tickets. That was an added show. All the yeah. rest are sold out. So you can still come and uh, get so the tickets. If you want to go, you better go late on Thursday, but otherwise you're too late. Right. Yep. yep. Are, they, are they capacity at Funny Bone now? Or are they I, still- to be honest with you, I do not know what their capacity level is. I know that at one point in time, the show had sold out. Then they didn't add days. And then it was like, they were sold out and they're not sold out. Jason's like, how not? They're like, well, we expanded out. And we don't want to pay you we, the we, extra. We, we, we added more seats. And <laughs> then good. once those sold out, they're like, well, then let's add another day. Let's add another, another show. And they added more shows. Now, when we were at the improv in Tempe, Arizona, they're like this, boom, we're back in business really? to where they're setting people. Uh, Funny bone here. You can still only buy a two top or a four top. Okay. Okay. Like if you've ever been to a, comedy club before and you buy two tickets you might set within inches of another couple because they pack you into the seats uh there now they only so they so it is thinned out so i don't know what the number is i don't know if they opened up the balcony but i'm going to estimate that we're talking 350 to 400 would be my guess uh they were full 500 seats in in az and, and we sold out all of those there was 500 people there. I don't know if Columbus is doing that. And then sometimes you get a, some issues that were, some people are like, I'm going out, but I haven't gone out and I'm still a little worried. I want to take my old lady out. Let's get a four top and just we'll sit there. Uh, yeah. Cause comedy clubs are notorious for, you know, you just share and everybody, yeah, that's what makes them fun. That's, that yeah. was the whole thing was packing them in and getting them down there. So now yeah. it's like, ah, oh, we want more room. So we're, we're, we paid for all four tickets. But it happened. That happened. We noticed that in Toledo. We were up there, and I was like, "Why is it sold out?" But there's empty seats, and then we'd find out that, you know, it goes through on there. Probably some of that even before the shutdown. I would think people just wanted the table to themselves. But for the most no, part, no, they used to not do that. Oh, they wouldn't let people. do Yeah, that. you you because now it's only two or four tops. Gotcha. If I you gotcha. bought two tickets, you're getting a two you, top. You're 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 going to be. You could be at a four top. Yeah. You could be at mm-hmm. a six top. Oh oh oh! I get you. Okay, because okay. let's say three couples bought. Two, and they got a six top that uh, six top didn't nobody bought six in one batch. So they'll go two, 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 mm-hmm. uh, down to eight, you know, if you just came in two. But now they're like this. You're sitting with who you came with is kind of where Columbus is still at. Okay. Well, I mean, it, look, I'm happy that there's just stuff going they're on. open. Yeah. And, and right. particularly comedy, because as we have said, I think comedy is the breakthrough. That is that is the constant, no matter what the crap going on in the world, politically or otherwise, we need the comedians to sort of break through and just be real. And and Jason Banks has, if you don't know him, check him out. Become one of his close to 5 million followers on TikTok. Uh, Jason Banks Comedy. Jason Banks Comedy on Instagram. Yeah, uh, and he is funny. Comedian Kenny and uh, Bobby Dodds Comedy as well. Bobby Dodds, who's on the Comedians on South High, will be hosting uh, all six shows. And uh, Kenny will be the opener. And, and then Banks will come in and close it. And we were talking before the show, just kind of how, you know, I mean, our bubbles and the people that we hung out with in 2020 were smaller, you know? Yeah. 
And then Jason created these characters, which he's got a huge fan following. And they are invested to where they weren't hanging out with people, but they believed in, I mean, they, they, he, they believe in the characters that he has, he has come up with as they're real. Yeah. And they come through and we're influencers before, you know, what are you going to do? You see this guy surfing or whatever he does. You can't go to his job and hang out with him. But banks now they've been hanging out with him for a year, 2020 and people come to him. They're like, you helped me get through this. It was like, you were talking to me. You were going, you know, they, they really feel this. And then he's like, well, come see me at work. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to work at places that seat up to 500 people. So if you guys like to come hang out for a while, you can go ahead and do that. So this gives these huge, infl- I mean, Banks has an advantage of an influencer as to where he can invite them to come see him. All right. And uh, a lot of people have never been to stand-up shows before. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I think this Columbus show is going to be a great show. And then if you go to Jason Banks uh, website, Jason Banks comedy, uh, you can see the whole listing of shows, which uh, it started out. It was, uh, we've added, we added Boston. That's not even put on the website there, but we got Boston on there now. Uh, 76 shows in six months. Wow. Wow. Remember there was a time you we were talking about that. It almost seemed mm-hmm. impossible. You're going to do 30 shows. In 30 and we days. did. He did. We were, and, we were like, what if we, we were trying to come up with something, come out of COVID. I was like, let's do 30 shows in 30 days. Like, do you think we can book them? We can get them out. And then we were even making things up. Like a show could be us just showing up at a karaoke, right? Sure. Get it up there. And, and, and we get, I was like, we could, we could do it in a parking lot. We could do it here. And then whenever this first kicked off the first run, I looked at it. Now it didn't fall into the same month, but it was 30 shows in 30 days. Because like when we go, go to, Cleveland for three days, he did seven shows, seven shows in three days. Yeah. So that counts, right? I mean, sure it doesn't does. mean 30 All, consecutive days, like yes. 30 shows in 30 days. You're allowed yes. to have a day of rest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got to tell you what, ha- what's happening to him. We were talking about this. It's like, it's, it's, the shutdown and all this craziness has sort of created these new niches of, of, of stuff. And he's one of them. Like he's, he's taken, he was a professional stand-up comedian, had to resort to doing some social media, TikTok influencer stuff because he's, he was awesome comedian anyway, he's funny. And it's like, he's a professional doing, going into that as opposed to an amateur creating social media influencer stuff. He's a pro doing it only to bridge the gap and do something during the shutdown. And now he's combined both on the stage. Like he's even talking about his social media and his TikTok mm-hmm. and he's packing houses. Yeah. It's like, he's packing houses. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it blows me away. Blows I, think, me away. I think COVID's kind of forced people's hands in regards to, I have to do this. There's no another. There's no alternative. He's one of those. He yeah. had to do this. I, I think if nothing else, it proved that we have the intestinal fortitude. It's just like I, I'm. I'm back oh. in a corner. I got to do this. Yeah, I, I have mean, to do no other alternative, which I think is great. Yeah, I mean, people survive, right? So it's like this is when they, like people would say, or you're not allowed to do this, or you can't do this, you can't do this. Well, people are just going to sort of shift sideways and do other things, and you can't contain it. It's like uh, we've talked about, like the. Uh, in Jurassic Park, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. He goes, you, oh, you're going to try to contain these dinosaurs? You're never going to do it. They're going to just reproduce anyway. And that's sort of what happens. Like people just end up doing stuff. It just shows up in a different place and he's done it. I mean, and now he's taking it live and you can check it out. And I think it's all, I think we both are, all three of us are sort of, I don't know, we feel like it's home. 
Like it was cre- like it like we feels like we're part like of it right. because it Game happened birthed. when he was here. Yeah. <laughs> Something, yeah. You know, I mean and not it, to say he wouldn't have done it. But, yeah, exactly. Well, but it's neat to be part of Yeah, we watched this, it happen. We watched it happen. Exactly. Yeah, I watched it and it's I watched it fun. happen even, you know, when we didn't meet in the studio during COVID, we would still we were zooming and we weren't we tried to record that as a podcast, but it didn't kind of work out. But we all stayed in touch. Yep. And we all talked there. And then we started coming back to the studio before things were open back up. Yeah, we we and Bent the rules. Yeah, we bent the rules. Come find us. And uh, I'll give you a tour. Doors yeah. are locked. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a but to watch those guys write jokes and put it together and go through, but Banks does on average like three bits a day. That's, uh, and I don't think it, you can understate the amount of work that goes into that. I mean, it's like, it, it's taxing. I've actually talked to Jason about this where people just say, all you have to do is keep doing it. And then every day you got to wake up and keep doing it. You've got to wake up and come up with it again. You've got to do it again and do it again and do it again. These creative writers, these creative brains, these people who do this stuff, don't think it comes easy for them. I mean, they're like, oh, they're gifted. They can do it. All right. Well, maybe to an extent, but then it takes good old fashioned discipline and work. Yeah. As we were talking about Gene Simmons like this, the last night on television, yeah. it's like I, I watched his interview one day and he was like, look, this is a damn job. You know, you can call, you can take all this artistic, whatever you want. But we're here to write and produce and release music because this is our job. This is how we make money. This is a business. And, uh, you know, the the true artists or whatever might scoff at that. But, you know, he looked at it like, look, I'm creative and I've got discipline and I'm going to work equals success every time. Yeah. It, it just does. Yeah, there, there was an interview with Neil Peart, who, the drummer from Rush, who passed away last year, brain yeah. brain cancer. But his mom commented on some videos she watched of him that he he always has this very serious look like he's not really having fun. And he says, mom, I'm working. It's work. Yeah. It's, it's work. But I'm having fun. I guarantee because I love what I do. But it's it, this is serious stuff. This is work for me for three hours. It's your job. Well, that's yeah. it. And we learned in Cleveland, which now I'm, I'm working with him and helping him out on his merchandise. Because he's created these characters and he's got cartoon shirts and we've got this. And whenever over 150 people after each show line up to, to take a picture or get an autograph, buy a shirt and have him sign the shirt. It was just it was it was overwhelming because sometimes he'll take the last photo or some people won't get photos because it's taken so long for that line to go through after the first show, the second show's filled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm still taking pictures and the host is talking to the new people Man. run, you know what I mean? Run in there and do it. And then after the show, you know, we get out and usually stay in a hotel or something. And they're usually, or, you know, the funny bones and stuff sometimes are in malls or, you know, there's usually like the Easton kind of area out here, outdoor malls and, Everybody wants to buy him drinks. Everybody wants him to come in, sit down, and party with him. <laughs> Just and, like that, man. And it's He's like, famous. But it's like this, too. It's like, I've got to do this again tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm worn out. You know, it's like, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't party with you guys. I'm, I, like you said, I'm at work. I can only relate as an attorney. It's like old Abe Lincoln said, a lawyer's, uh, a lawyer's time is a stock and trade. And I, I sort of feel like this all the time. People are like, well, can't you just uh, talk to me about X problem? It'll only take you like 20 minutes, but it's work. I mean, it's, it's, it's work. It's exhausting. It's Mm. tiring. And he's doing that every single night. Like physically you think, well, how hard could it be to stand up there and come up with this and do this? It's freaking work, man. Go try it yourself. It's exhausting. And I only know, I can only imagine, I mean, I've had to stand up in front of people in like even not even a jury trial, but just a, like a, like an education or or teach a class or do something uh, in front of a group. It's t- it's work. You get done, you're like, you're exhausted. And even if I knew what I was going to say, even if I've said the same thing over and over before, it's still exhausting. 
And that's easy compared to what he's doing. I mean, compared to what he's going through, that's easy. So I, hats off, man. He's doing awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, you were talking about uh, questions and, and people were chatting. We don't have any yet here. And maybe we won't. But after the last show, I did get a question. Uh, somebody reached out, called me upstairs and had a question. I wanted to address it. I'm not going to use any names, but uh, it was an interesting one. So I, I happen to like firearms. I understand that uh, some people don't. Uh, but I am an advocate of the Second Amendment. And beyond that, uh, this question was more uh, in line with those who have their license to carry a concealed handgun. And anybody who has done that, anybody who has actually gone through that class, they were probably told at the end, look, it's a good idea to have an attorney that you know, that you can call, who can give you some advice in the event, unfortunate event, that you need to use your handgun in defense of yourself or somebody else. So what they're really saying is, look, if you kill somebody in defense of yourself or somebody else, you got yourself a tiger by the tail, right? Get a lawyer. And not only that, get a lawyer now, like, like talk now. And and so you have somebody in the Rolodex in your, in your phone contact list that you can, you can just hit send. And uh, this individual listens to the podcast and, uh, and called me with questions like that. And I thought it'd be interesting just sort of go through uh, what I told him because it wasn't necessarily the same as advice he had gotten from other experts. So here's the question. I mean, here's what it comes down to. What do I do? I just shot somebody and what do I do? What do, how am I going to handle that? And every lawyer worth assault would say, shut the hell up. Don't say a word. Now, the natural response I always get is, yeah, but if I do that, they're going to think I'm guilty. And my response is always, they already do. They already think you're guilty. This isn't going to change that. And even if they don't think you're guilty, it doesn't mean that what you're about to say is going to make you look guilty. It always will. It can and will be used against you. But then you shift over. But I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I've got my license to carry this gun. I was defending myself or I was defending this guy over there who couldn't defend himself. I'm a good guy. I can talk. And, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different scenario. It's not like you're being accused of a murder uh, after a robbery or something. It's not like, uh, you know, you, you don't feel like you're a criminal. You feel like you did right. And why wouldn't you want to go just share what you did? And remember we had uh, Mike Hughes, he was a county prosecutor in here, and we talked a little bit about this uh, a couple of years ago. But it, it, the reality is not even police officers will give a statement to the police or to the, uh, <clears throat> to the authorities after a police shooting. You know, the, the Fraternal Order of Police and the general practices, they wait a couple of days, I, I don't, 72 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is. And the idea is you're just under a stressful uh, adrenaline rush and it's really difficult to sort your thoughts and get it right in that moment. Um, And, you know, the guy I was talking to uh, agreed. He said, yeah, all that makes sense. Don't talk, you know, call you first and then deal with it. And I sort of, again, had to give him some version of the, of the lecture I just gave, but then he said, yeah, another expert says uh, don't talk except maybe be ready to point out like all the, like the things, the evidentiary things or the scene, the, the stuff that helps your cause. And I paused for a second and I thought, I couldn't disagree more. And he's like, well, you know, why wouldn't I want to do that? And I said, that's talking to the police, right? <laughs> that is what you're that, like. That is the statement. Like who goes into that and says, I, I I'm going to go tell, just tell them the stuff that's bad for me inevitably, if you're going to talk, you're going to give the stuff and provide the information that's good for me or good for you. So to say that you should only provide the information that's good for you or point out things that uh, are good for you is really 
a circular problem. You're doing the same thing. You're forcing somebody in the moment to decide what is good, what is bad, pointed out, not pointed out. And anything you don't point out then, well, what didn't he tell you? He only told you this, this, and this, and this. Did he tell you anything else? Well, no, he didn't. Well, he didn't tell you about this problem over here or this situation over there or that over there. And uh, it immediately, the it, when you start thinking it from that perspective, it makes sense. Shut up. If you say nothing, here's how it goes down. They're not allowed to go into a courtroom later and then accuse you of not talking and hold that against you. They can't do it. won't ever come up. Um, if you say some things, but not all things, you're going to get impeached for not or for covering up, for hiding, or for uh, keeping some stuff secret from the police, or trying to shift the investigation in some way or another. And then, generally speaking, how do you know what's going to be good for you at the time? You don't. You don't. You only know what you have perceived in the moment of a situation that you thought your life was in danger. And think about how well that's going to go for you, right? It's like, what what are you really perceiving in that moment of tunnel vision? So, at the end of the day, I, I just disagreed with the national expert for those reasons. And it was, it was a good conversation. Uh, at the end, uh, the gentleman, uh, again, avid, one of the millions of lawyer talk listeners, I suppose, but uh, uh, he, he listened to us and, and liked what we had to say here. And it was a good question. And so if anybody's got a CCW, uh, he put our information in his phone. I'm, I'm there to, to help him in the event it happens. I don't charge for that kind of advice. Uh, generally speaking, I just sort of uh, I, I give that as I, I just think everybody should know that. And um, at the end of the day, if you are going to have to use your weapon, call me afterwards, call a lawyer afterwards, call somebody afterwards, because you're not going to be able to talk your way out of it. Just it ain't going to happen. But anyway, that was the one question we had to follow up. You know, the other question I wanted to talk about on the Blitz, old judge, uh, local judge here. Yeah, I was going to bring it up earlier. Wow, man trying to think so i saw that in the paper well yeah i, I saw that too I, I, I think you sent it over first or i had seen yeah, it before article, you sent yeah. the article over and it, i think I, what i said to you was is like isn't that the same as a judge thinking you know you look like an unfit mother uh you're gonna have to have an abortion you're pregnant you're on probation can't be pregnant on probation yeah is that do you think that would fly it's you this know this opens the door for that right in, in my response, you had a good question because my response to that was so many people think that you can freeze the power that you give to the government only uh, to what you want them to do. But you have to separate the power to do what they're doing with what they're doing because the power can be wielded in all sorts of ways. I mean, you open up doors that uh, you can't close. It's sort of like... Uh, Ghostbusters, remember, they opened up like this portal to all this evil. And, and you know, there could be good that comes of it, but it just keeps pouring out. You can't control it. It's it, It'll just get used and used and used and used and abused in ways that you don't necessarily like. So you're right. It was such a good, it was such a good point because it involves my body, my choice, my health care, my right to do this, this, or this. Um, and then the excuse that the judge gave or the reasoning he gave was, well, these people aren't getting the shot for any sort of legitimate reason, in his opinion. It was only because they just didn't get to it. Well, I got to tell you, when you're standing in front of a judge and he, and I use he because he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a force, you know, and not that women aren't, but there's, there's, there's female judges that are, that are intimidating too. But this is, you know, ju- this, this judge can be pretty intimidating. Um, not on purpose, just sort of as one of those guys, you know, he's, he speaks with authority and 
he's looking at you and, and, and asking you questions and you're thinking to yourself, I wonder if I'm going to go to jail today. <laughs> I wonder what I should say. What does he want to hear? What does he want to hear? Is he in a good mood today? What yeah. am I? Yeah. And anybody, even I, I, as a lawyer, I have experienced this where you're getting sort of dressed down or you feel like you are and you're worried about the things you're going to say. It's you, you, you don't always say what you're thinking and what you feel. You say what comes out and you, like, what does he want to hear? What should I say here? Or, or maybe you haven't thought through exactly your answer to why you don't, didn't get the vaccine. And then if you're asked in that kind of setting, it, it just dawned on me right now. Like if I'm, if you're asked in that setting where the judge has the power, you do not. You're getting asked, did you get that vaccine? So what he's saying is, I agree that everybody ought to be vaccined. Everybody ought to get that shot. That's my position. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't agree with that at all. I think that I have a right to say no to that question. I don't, I don't, I, I object to the vaccine. I'm worried about it. I don't think it's accurate or I don't think it's uh, healthy. I'm not sure it's been tested. I think, uh, you know, I don't believe in vaccines anyway. And I don't even have a dog. Like you're thinking to yourself, well, Who's going to stand up to a judge in that setting and just say, you're wrong, judge. I think these vaccines are untested. I think they're unsafe. I think that uh, they've been, they're, they're still even called tests and experimental, and we don't know yet. So I'm not going to get it until I know more. Like, are you really going to stand up to a judge and say that in the context of a hearing where you could go to prison? Of course not. So what you're going to say, no, I agree with yeah, you, yes, Judge. I, I agree. I, I okay. I'll go get it. And I and I just have been lazy about it. Get, and, and maybe maybe that's not the situation. And I'm sure that as a judge, I've not been one. Um, you don't always realize the power that you have. You don't. I don't think he's intending to intimidate people. I think he just it, it just is. And uh, you know, when you're when you're talking to somebody of authority, it's very easy when you're that individual of authority not to perceive that everybody's scared or that they're worried or that they are giving you deference uh, to the exclusion of their own opinion on things. And that is, that's how I, that's why I think that that is a bad practice just generally. Now, is it legal? You know, it's like you waive a lot of rights when you're on probation. You waive a lot of rights. You sign over all sorts of documents that give uh, your probation officer and others access to your medical records, access to, uh, your financial records, access. I mean, anybody who's been through it knows it's like a proctologist exam of your life. They get everything. They get it all. So you waive a lot of those rights. Now, the issue is whether it is reasonably tied to uh, the goals and aims of probation, whether it's going to be considered cruel and unusual. Like we've determined in our country things like um, uh, you, there's no debtor's prison, you know, or you can't just throw somebody in jail because they're in, unable to pay uh, as, as just as such. So it, there's things that cross the line on probation. You know, you, you still have constitutional rights. You still have freedoms. And like my body, my choice, this is one of those things. Our Supreme Court, like it or not, has created a constitutional right that essentially is parroted with that sort of rhetoric. My body, my choice. I have, I have reproductive rights. And, and you know, it, it, that is going to get used in this direction too. Sooner or later, it's going to come up. Like you said, can they just say, well, you're not allowed to procreate while you're on probation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't agree with that at all. Or you have to get an abortion or you're not allowed to get an abortion if there is a constitutional right to one. 
It's like, what is the, like, where did, where does it end and how invasive can it be? And, uh, we're just, it's so crazy to me that we're in a society where this stuff is starting not only to become unsurprising, but like accepted and encouraged. Like people are like, well, that's a great idea. I think everybody, heck yeah. Force the judges out to force everybody to get a vaccine. I'm thinking to myself, well, why? what if it'll kill you? Like, yeah, I, I get even the same vein of you smoke. You, you have to stop smoking. You have to stop smoking because it yeah. hurts you and hurts everybody around you. Yeah. And even if it's basic as that, I mean, maybe the other examples might be a bit extreme, but, but that could be in the same line as the vaccine. It could be. And alcohol, alcohol, so, you drink or no, you can't drink anymore. And that yeah. happens all the time on probation. You're not allowed to drink alcohol on probation. You're not allowed to use marijuana, even though you have your marijuana license. You're not allowed to um, uh, go to bars. You're not allowed to associate with other felons. Oh, yeah. No you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to do, the list goes on and on and on on probation. And, you know, people just accept that this is okay. And, and most of the time, they are reasonably related to the goal that's trying to be achieved. Look, if you killed somebody because you got drunk 10 times and on your 11th time you died or you killed somebody in a car, who's going to say that you, the judge should let you drink alcohol? Now, it's interesting. There's prosecutors who prosecute those cases here in Franklin County. They say, listen, I don't care if you drink. Go get plastered. I could care less. You're not allowed to drive ever again. Now, it's not going to stop the driving, but, it, yeah. you know, that's the, the like, they, I, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I, yeah. and I don't yeah. like it. I, I haven't like talked it. to him about it and I probably will at some point, but I don't like it. I'm, I like the judge. I mean, I think he's a fair judge. He does a nice job. I just disagree with that. I wouldn't, uh, you know, if I'm, if I had a client there, I might push back on that one a little bit. You might have more clients after the 4th of July weekend with Pabst Blue Ribbon's new case. What does it look the like? The 1776. Oh, I did see that. Did you see that? We need the extra. 1,776 cans of Paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> loaded in the back of your pickup truck. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's one big case. They did it before they had a promo out there. It was a, it was a 99, 99 beer case. And it was just this long case and that 99, it was $99. It was a dollar of beer. So I'm guessing I don't I don't oh, know what I the price that. yeah I don't know the price that this is going to be probably uh, wow. seventeen hundred seventy six dollars I think you may get a little discount for that <clears throat> I don't know a buck a beer is still ain't bad yeah yeah make it seventy six and you're good. getting that big case <laughs> come on I mean and then it, yeah, I've seen the case it's how it's, big does it fit in the back of a pickup truck it, it fits in uh yeah it does here yeah oh I, 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 I I could show you a picture I can't show the people at home there but uh we could probably right here there there it is right there. Yeah, it fits. It's like a. It looks like the size of a. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah I saw. There. I saw a video of them where they loaded it with a forklift. So it comes on a pallet. Yeah. So you get you get a pallet of beer. Yeah, but you got to get it off your truck too. So. Oh, I, I'm you sure. I'm sure these boys hey, will Bobby. figure it out. <laughs> Bobby, got, I, they need your help putting up a shelf or something. Then you get over and it's like, look what I got, yeah, man. Yeah, look exactly. at this. Well, I, I, it's actually. I think there's cases within the case. You can unstack. So you're potentially going to be busy next week after the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, you know they can't, they cancel Red White and Boom, which is uh, this 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 is nauseating to me. It's like, aren't we done with this crap yet? Did, was that canceled earlier though because of when they had to get the fireworks and they and they did know ahead of time? I, I just wondering I the timing the of it. I don't know. It because that is that is a big they, job. They canceled that early. I mean, yeah, early, early on. I wonder if it's that get people sure. in line to do it. I wonder. It, it, look, I. It, something but about it. Somebody right. read something out loud to me yesterday, and I can't remember what it was, but it was like so and so is working with Ginther to do this, to do that. So they've agreed to do the show like later in the year. And as soon as I heard that, I just thought, "There's a grift here." 
there, like somebody has done something. It's like something is something was amiss. Yeah. I can't. I, I I'm guessing, but I get. I bet if I did a little bit of reading and gave it a little thought, I could come up with some angle that's that's less than altruistic. But you're probably right. Is I wonder. It, in order to schedule fireworks, they probably show, have to get it scheduled in February. There's probably a down but payment. Didn't yeah. hasn't something run through where they changed some uh, regulation there on on personal uh, explosions? I did. You told me that, but that, I didn't check it out. There, there's something going on there. I I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's it's going through, and I, I mm-hmm. think I think the governor signed it in. Uh, we you can look it up there, but uh, so that way, really, all it means is when you go to Phantom Fireworks, you don't have to lie about where you're going to let them off oh. because you can buy the fireworks in Ohio, but they make you sign a thing. They're like, "Where are you going to be letting these go?" And I always say the same thing: Branson, Missouri, <laughs> because I know you can blow anything you want up in Branson. Okay, <laughs> so I always say that. Now, do I shoot them off there? Maybe, maybe, maybe I do. I get Branson on my mind when I'm shooting them off. That's, that's yeah. But that was just always it because I remember people. Yeah. Like, what do you What do you put down? Some people I think they put somewhere Tennessee, you know, and yeah. <clears throat> whoever's got the. All hmm. right, so it looks like nothing has changed. Oh. Uh, as Independence Day looms, says the Akron Beacon Journal, uh, bills allowing Ohioans to set up fireworks in their neighborhoods. Uh, what did I do? I did something. Hold on. Uh, in their neighborhoods are making their way through the legislature in the latest line of attempts through the many years to legalize residential fireworks. This year, though, could be the moment those efforts come to fruition. Now, this article was written, I think, like a week ago. So maybe I'm a little bit late. Uh, they can be purchased in Ohio by consumers but can't be set off in the state. Even though one could face a misdemeanor and a fine for violating the rule, it's rarely enforced. Yeah, particularly not in like Johnstown. I was going to say, they were fireworks police? You know, the beard used to, you know, like he has these crazy things <laughs> in his neighborhood. They used to do stuff. Yeah, I used to see that. And he's like in a neighborhood hood, you and know. Like, and I finally said, like, what happens when like the neighbor's daughter gets burned where there's a blow up and somebody loses, it's all fun and games till somebody Tell. loses a finger or an yeah. eye. It's still yep. fun and games as long as it's not my finger or eye. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, right before the deadline, Ohio lawmakers are very close to allowing cities to legalize fireworks for the fourth. Uh, time ran out. So I, who knows what's going to happen here. Other aspects remain the same. Instead of letting cities opt into allowing fireworks, the current bill gives local government the ability to restrict or, or opt out of residential fireworks. So maybe what they're really doing is sort of sending it down local, which you, I couldn't agree more with all of that. Let the locals decide. Yes. Because guess who's going to show up for the fire that happens when it lands on a roof of a house? The local fire department. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it really, who, it's all local, local, local. If you think about where this happens, the state's not going to come in and yes. do and anything. Who's better to figure out the safety of fireworks in a community than the community itself? Correct. Yeah. It's like what? Like what's safe in your home, Jared? Let's call Biden and ask him because the federal Should government I run with controls scissors? everything. Let's make it a law. <laughs> like this is the. <laughs> This is the no running with scissors law. Yeah, that's a law now. Yeah, we saw you running with those scissors. We have to bring you downtown. And it's yep. always everybody thinks, and everybody thinks that if you just pass a law, we're good to go. Good to go. Pass a law, then it's going to stop it for sure. It's like no, most most things that you think should be against the law are already against the law. You don't need a special law named after somebody in order to make it more against the law. Just saying. Damn. When I lived at Table Rock Lake, right outside of Branson, yeah. Missouri there, me and my brother used to get the bottle rockets. We had these cap guns that were really long, like long Kentucky rifles, but they were just cap guns. But if you put the bottle rocket in it 
and we would light them. Oh, I like you know that I mean? idea. Yeah, we would turn. Yeah, we'd, have, we'd have duels. Year, probably. I would probably talk about our Fourth of July one. We and my brother used to have duels, shooting at each other, Roman candle fights. I mean, yeah. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. Here we go. Long Blowing up a whole brick of black cats and throwing it at your friend. Yeah, that's fun. So, but you're allowed to have black cats. I mean, these are these are the ones you could have, like the black cats, the sparklers, the bottle right. We're allowed no, to have black pleasure. cats. Pow. No, you're not. You're not supposed to even have those. I don't think. Oh, what are the one? oh I'm thinking of the snakes. Yeah, snakes. You can have snakes. Like black the, cat. Black cats are little firecrackers. Oh, okay. And hold up both your hands. You still got all ten digits, don't you? <laughs> Safety third. <laughs> yeah, see, like two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is another one to you. You buy fireworks, so it's sort of the same. I don't know. There's some proposed law it hasn't passed yet, so I can't tell you one way or another whether you should be shooting off fireworks in your neighborhood. If you're listening to this, you get no advice on that one issue. But mm-hmm. and I, I've never been into. It. I mean, I, there's a few times I've been into it, but I get bored of it. It seems like it's a lot of uh, a lot of work and a lot of money, and it's over pretty quickly. It is over pretty quickly. Yes. That's now true. shoot them at each other. That's a whole different story. That's fun. Yes, that's that's the good time. Right that's there. like that's not like just like phew, you're putting yeah. you're putting sport into it now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and for the same reason, I've never been into like people ask me all the time to go like uh, to the shooting range for pistols or something. And you know, I I have, I'm no I'm not shy that I, I I do believe in your right to do that. But just you know, I'm good for like like one clip, and then I'm like, all right, now what? Oh, really? Not me. Yeah, I used I, to love to go to the shooting range. I, I used to go all the time. I just, I used to, but you know, what I mean, like sometimes I worked at the barbecue, I'd run down to aim high is right down the road. I'd take a break. Just go, go down, there for like an hour and just shoot uh, some rounds, lay him, go back to work. Mm. See, in this day and age, it's hard to do that. It costs too much. I mean, oh. you know, ammunition's gotten out of control. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, it's a little bit crazy, but I, but it, just going to just, un, I guess it's fun for a little bit. And then I'm just like, yeah, all right. I, the, target, never, the target's not moving. Not, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just like, there. <laughs> I, I go to, to, True in the old rifle to uh, maybe practice a little bit with a rifle um, for hunting season, but I should do more with the pistol just to get more accurate with it or more uh, proficient with it. But yeah. I recommend everybody go get classes and, and really get trained. There's, there's a right way and wrong way to do it. And you're probably doing it the wrong way unless somebody's told you the right way. Right. That's sort of my general experience with everything. But, all right, you know, there's something else I want to do. Well, for the job, we're going to, we done, we done with that one. What? Yeah. Judge? The 4th of July? Oh, yeah, we're done. Yeah. All right. Well, you, people are going to be drinking and driving, not as much as they used to. Uh, like I was thinking after they canceled uh, Red, White, and Boom, I was thinking, all right, how many how many arrests were there on 4th of July? Red, White, and Boom. Probably a hundred somewhere, maybe a little yeah. more, maybe a little yeah. less. So they're not getting arrested. And where are they going to go? They're going to be in the neighborhoods doing other stuff. Damn. So anyway. Uh, did you see this is the only other thing and then, then maybe we can wrap it up, but the California now, and apparently this is not new. They have, a, they've passed some rule or a law that says they are not going to allocate any government money, even for government business for travel to certain States like Florida, because they disagree with the position that Florida is taking on various social issues. So let that one sink in. So if you're like in the California legislature and you've got business for whatever reason, and I don't know how often that would come up, but like how much closer can you get to a cold civil war when you're not, when the states are saying, you know what, we don't agree with you politically or personally on any of these issues. So we're just never going to let our people go to your state. 
we're not going to pay for that. Now, I mean, they're not saying you can't do it. They're saying we're not going to offer any government funds for that kind of travel. So if you're in, if you're in California, you happen to have like a seminar in Florida, which I could easily see, you sure. know, like a destination spot. Uh, we're just not going to, we're not going to sanction that. We're not going to play. Sort of it, it, it kick that one around. Like how far does that go? Well, you got to remember they have a lot of you know. I mean, the Republicans have a lot of conventions in California. Well, in no, in in Florida. Oh, in Florida, yeah, yeah. And if, let's say you're Republican and you're in California, and that's kind of business. Is that state business? Like I was trying to figure out know. what is state business. Would it be like you're in uh, the? I'm sure California has an enormous bureaucracy. I would think. Yeah. Um, like as a lawyer, we do things a lot like, like you would have litigation. I guess there might be an exception for litigation. Like if you're sued or they got to go do it, but, um, you know, I could stop a lot of economic development if you think about it. So if somebody from California wants to go to Florida, just to try to sway a a company that's in Florida to come to California, you can't do it. You You couldn't do it. Now, what about businesses who do business in Florida? But but that's not government. You said it's all government funding. Yeah. But what's next? So let's oh, say oh slippery slope you're talking here. Let's say that Coca Cola, the word is not going to buy any Coke because they also sell Coca Cola in Florida or Texas. Maybe where's that go? You know, on the reverse side though, states' rights are states' rights. Are they? Because those people look, and I'll just Maybe. be let's be blunt about this because it's not the other way around. It's not the people from the conservative states saying you can't go. We're not going to pay for travel to the to the the liberal states. True. It's so it's red not and blue. It's red and blue. Yeah. It's not reversed. And generally speaking, as a card carrying libertarian, I believe in federalism. I believe in states' rights. I believe in local government rule for the reasons we were just talking about. I mean, it's not anything uh, to push an agenda. It's just that I think at local levels, we are best equipped to deal with local problems. Um, so are, do they really care about states' rights? And is that why they're doing it? No, 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 no. And they don't want states' rights because they, here's, and I'm, this isn't, I, I heard other commentators talking about the same thing. So I'm stealing this, but it's like, they don't, they want to cram down their version of what's right on everybody else by this boycott. And it's not about respecting this other state's ability to have what they, or these people to, to believe and, and disbelieve what they have. And then they state the position like, you know, they're just, they're, they're racist or they're this or they're that. And, and so therefore we can't do business with them. But then when you dig into it, what they're claiming is racist is really just a disagreement on, on something else. So anyway. Yeah. Cause I always looked at states rights as what's the best, you're taking the stance of what's best for your state, not necessarily poking somebody else's eye. Sure. That's all they're doing is saying, Florida, we're not going to deal with you because we don't like what you're doing over there. Yeah. Uh, it's a boycott. And, and Florida should go, we don't give a shit. Uh, they probably don't. What Florida should do, well, I don't want to say they should do. What what happens? Well, then it's like, well, you're not going to share with me. I'm not going to share, share with, with you. Me. Right. So now we've got this sort of artificial, it's like this barrier of like two countries. Disney could get screwed if you think about it. It did. Well, they got business got in the, Florida yeah. and they got business in, I didn't yes, think about that. Did. That's a good point. Disney is right there. It, when if it goes down to the business level, get out away from the government. But then down to that, yeah, yeah. But Disney, your employee in Di- your employee of Florida cannot come to work in in California. That that's next, right? That's what's going to happen next. And you I, cannot you cannot switch it around. I'm sorry. You, if nope. you do business in Florida, you no. can't work here. Nope. Um, you're going to have to give me your California card. Yeah. And and so I, it's like, <laughs> but sometimes it's just yeah. them wow. throwing something out there. What if they went through the budget and they were like, "This yeah, we only spent like four hundred dollars on it." You know, I mean, nobody really did travel. It. It doesn't no, you're right. But, but, but we're going to go out there. We're going to say that just so you guys know. Huh. 
But, no Florida trips. But there's like 15 states. It's yeah, not just there's, Florida. There's a handful. Uh, there's more. All blue. Or all, all red, I should all say. Red. All yeah, red. I think yeah. North Dakota was one of them, too. Texas, and, North Dakota. Yeah. And then oh, you've, I'm then sure you've got the $400 budget is North Dakota. Come uh, on. And maybe it. even scarier on the other side, you've got all, I don't know, it's scary for reasons I'll get to, but it's like now you've got the Dakotas sending their National Guard to help guard the border in Texas. You've got Florida committing to guard. Missouri, I think, was part of that. And uh, so you've got like these, we're drawing up sides. You know, we're drawing up sides in this country again for the first time since 18 whatever, leading up to the Civil War. We're drawing up sides. Like states are starting to uh, ally with each other against the other ideologies. And, and, and then we start, when we start doing you know, people against people, let's say there's a, a national disaster in Florida somewhere. And you got somebody in California that does want to go down and help government's not going to allow them to help. Not going to allow them. Oh, yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, think about that, Brad. You're or right. Vice You're versa. Correct. Vice versa. Or vice versa because Florida, because California yeah. took that stance against yeah. Florida. Florida people, are, you know, or Florida's not going to allow their FEMA people or whatever yep. to go to California and say, no, you're not going to help them. You they, don't get it, it if you don't give it. They didn't come here for our hurricane, so we aren't going over there for the earthquake. Yeah. Yep. That's, I mean. That's sick. And even if it is just because, oh, we're just going to say this is going to look good for all the, uh, all our constituents. Cause we only really spent a couple thousand anyway. So no big deal, but it'll look good. Except then it, it's going to be treated differently. You know, you're going to, when it matters, you're not going to have it. it it's like you, right. you, you've, you've in that, uh, in that vein, memory is long. Yeah, no, exactly. You're, you're lighting not. a fuse. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, wow. you know, gen- like I said, it's not going the <clears throat> other way yet, but it's coming. It's coming. I mean, if you, if you start saying we're not going to do business with you, on a, on a, on a governmental level, then you shouldn't expect them to do business with you. I mean, it's like, it's gonna, like, this is happening. It's coming. And then you've got certain other states sort of banding together to fight other policy going the other direction. And there is no, there's no effort to reconciliation here. Just, it seems like we're on a path of, of a cold civil war. And we as citizens are going to get hurt by this. We're the ones going to pay the price. We are going to pay the price. And, and that's the problem is that I think our country is awesome when everybody's free to believe and do what they want to do, but it just seems like nobody's happy with that anymore. You got to believe what I want, what I believe, no matter what. And if you don't, you're this, and this, these stones get thrown both ways, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's scary wow. stuff. Yeah. It's scary stuff. Mm. So I, I don't know what to think. We'll see. And, and how's the 4th of July? I saw like, I, I like who's going to celebrate? That? Remember you and I last year, we talked a little bit about this. and It was the weirdest 4th of July ever. It was like eerie, mm-hmm. quiet. People didn't love the country. And I couldn't get my head around that. I mean, I was very, very, I was off all day. I was, I was anxious. I just didn't like it. I didn't like that. It just, I didn't like it. Yeah. And part of that was the shutdown. And part of that was what was going on politically. And part of that was, uh, you know, just everything that had happened leading up to it. But it, it just, I don't know what it's going to feel like this year. I mean, you're already seeing the Olympics, that gal in the Olympics sort of turn or turn the other shoulder to the national anthem. Uh, you've got uh, somebody else saying, well, I think she even said the national anthem is racist because it left out. And she's wrong about all of it. But anyway, it just is, uh, who knows? I don't know where we're going, but it's, uh, it's not looking good. The national anthem is racist? I guess I missed there that is a it. third verse, apparently, of the oh. national anthem, and the third verse talks about. I can I can probably pull it okay. up, but the third verse talks about. Uh, it might use the word slave. It might, but it, it, the purpose of the third verse was not as a champion. Uh, it wasn't a champion verse for slavery 
as it existed in the United States, it was talking about the British and, and their boot on the colonies. And, and then they dropped that later, uh, I think in World War I, when uh, we were trying to, when we were fighting next to the British, right? So that was yeah. the, you know, it, it uh, there's the third verse. We should probably pull that up. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you know the history of, the, of our national anthem. It's a drinking song. I, oh, yeah. I, I think if people really dig into what this what this song is and and how long we fought it and when it actually turned into our national anthem, wasn't until last the last century. <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine that the third verse. Which who knows the third verse? <laughs> Not I, oh, Francis Scott Key. You know the, the history and the story behind the national anthem is really intriguing. I, I forget what podcast I caught that on. It is wild All right, of, so, of the fight back, pushback, didn't want this, didn't want this song because it was, you know, because it had the history of being a British drinking song. So sang in is, saloons. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the music of the it. Music, you know, yeah, yeah, the music, yeah, the music of it. Yeah. So Amazing. here it is. All these sources are saying, no, that's it's racist. Lyrics of the Star Spangled Banner are racist. And they're wrong. They're just flat out freaking wrong. And this is getting, uh, you know, they're just wrong. Hmm. And it's, it wasn't, it wasn't that it has to do with the British. It wasn't a champion of slavery, uh, but they're just pushing that narrative. And now that's why you can justify uh, not participating in it. And it just is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it just is, it, 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 it's a, it's a rewriting of history. That's just not correct. And it, it's upsetting. And, uh, and, and anybody who would say, I think, look at the national anthem, look at the 4th of July when I celebrate the 4th of July or stand for the national anthem, I'm not saying, man, I'm really glad we had slavery. That was an awesome part of our history. Boy, I wish we could go back to those days because it's awesome to right. enslave an entire population of people and treat them horribly. And then, and then, um, then act like they're less than real citizens and real people. I mean, I think every, I stand for the national anthem because we don't do that anymore. Right. Yeah. The celebration of our birthday, that we're able to sit around a table and talk about this and not have to worry about the, the thought police coming in. Yeah. Yet, it's right. a celebration that we signed a document. Yes, we hadn't. We're not free yet. This is whenever That's we said true. it started. It, you know, they were signing. They were signing. Lit the fuse. This is it. We, we lit, lit the, the fuse. fuse. This is this right. is where this is. That's the whole fireworks. They were right signing there. their That's, death warrant by yes. signing that document. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and 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 uh, I, I I have this conversation all the time, and it's it's uh, people don't always like it, but imagine what happens if we don't sign that document. If we just keep on going, keep on keeping on as a British colony, what happens to slavery then? It'd still be here. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah or at least for a long, long, longer time. You bet. And anybody who's read the dialogues and the papers and the conversations, like the real sources about the founders and slavery, they were totally, completely imperfect about it. They were inconsistent about it. They might've even been hypocritical about it, particularly Jefferson who owns, they own slaves, yeah. but they also recognize that we got to get rid of it sooner or later. This is going to be a problem that we've got to get rid of. And there's dialogue between, I think it was Jefferson and, uh, and Adams later, like well after looking back as old men and, you know, they just, and he said, I just regret that we had to kick this evil can down the road for the next generation to deal with. They couldn't get rid of it. Um, and if they didn't, if they would have tried to get rid of it at the time, then we wouldn't have a country. And so there's was, there was like this, like it was that big of a divide. There'd be two countries. Here. I mean, oh, There'd be two of them. It wouldn't have ever happened. The Constitution oh, yeah. wouldn't I mean, have been ratified. Right. 
Yes. It wouldn't have been ratified. Like the Articles of Confederation would have been it. And that didn't work. Constitution would have been ratified. We would not have had a country the way it exists. And slavery would would have lasted a lot longer. Um, it just would have. I mean, after World War II, the French were still colonizing Vietnam. Yeah. They were enslaving people in Vietnam. They're they, still slavery they today. Came, they right, came to the, us and asked for help. We let them go. So Turn I guess them down. In, in to, to the extent that anybody would say about anybody here, that if we like the national anthem, it's because we promote slavery, you're full of crap. I think, no, I think, I think it's the absolute opposite to me. I, I stand proud to say we imperfectly formed a nation and, and did what was right. And we still try to do what's right. And that means everybody has individual freedom, not collective responsibilities of some sort of bigger utopian communist society. No, this is an individual, this is a country with individual freedom and it's the freest country that's ever existed on the planet. It just is. Anybody who disagrees, come to the table. I'd love to talk to you about it. But like, I've, I've talked to so many people around the world and um, it just is, they're flabbergasted by the freedom that we have. Right. Just absolutely flabbergasted. And I've had the, when I, when I was working with, I tried a big Russian case. I probably told the story a hundred times, but man, this guy was like, he was this big Ukrainian Russian, you know, and he had businesses here and he just says, this country is awesome. You do whatever you want to do. And he didn't mean go commit crimes. No. He meant I come to this country, I start a business and I'm successful and nobody stopped me. And he came from a place where they stopped him. Mm-hmm. He lived it. Yeah. We have a country where people are in droves wanting to come here. Yep. What other country in the world has that? Yep. And to the extent that there are racist people, well, the solution is not to legislate that they're not allowed to think and be racist. The solution is to go talk to them and try to figure out what why? is wrong. Why? And what's going on and what do you believe and why do you believe it? And then let's work through that because you can have a federal government that says you're not allowed to be racist, Jared Blinsky. And you know what you're going to say? You won't even hear it. You don't even matter. You can think whatever you want. You can't stop people from thinking. And they're going to still think. And you're going to drive it underground. Instead, let's open it up, educate people, have free speech, enjoy the different cultures in our society because it is unique in the world. And uh, that's what this weekend, to me anyway, is all about. That, that's how I look at it. Great. I think that, uh, so happy Fourth of July. I got... I don't think any plans. My son's marching in the parade for the band. So we've got six shows at the Funny Bone. Six shows at the Funny Bone. That that ends on the 3rd, and then the 4th of July will be after a long weekend. I'm probably going to come old smoker out. I showed you pictures of that. My brother's moving, so I had to get it out of the barn there. I've got my old school beginning of it all there for the restaurant when I had my catering company. So I'm going to fire that up. I don't know exactly what I'm going to cook. Probably multiple stuff. I got a shoulder in the fridge right now. I got, uh, I had, I told you I had my hands on a big brisket and I was like, I can't cook it. First time I had to cook it. I was going to call you. Secondly, eh, I didn't feel like taking the time. Yeah. I'm going to simplistically do a bunch of Bahama Mamas. Oh man. I love Bahama Mamas. <laughs> I'm just going to. Do you, do you buy them? Do you go to Schmidt's and yeah. buy them from there? I actually got it at Giant Eagle, but I, I, need, to, I need to They're go. They're different. To, they are. I need to They're, go. I, and that obsessed me. They, back in the day, they, they looked like kielbasa mm-hmm. ones they sold in the store. Yeah. And they were the same as, as what you get at Schmidt's. Yeah. Because I still buy those Bahama Mamas too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They're yeah. not they're not bad. They're yeah. good. Not the same though. But they're it's not, not the they're not the same as the Kielbasa Bahama Mamas no. that you get right down the road I here. Oh I my god. I know. 
Mm. Yeah, that's, that. that's good stuff. Yeah, exactly. It is. All right. Well, this has been uh, another riveting fact-filled, law-filled, nonsense-filled edition of Lawyer Talk. Uh, we had, uh, well, we, we kicked around the blitz. We kicked around some legal stuff. We even got a little patriotic there at the end. Uh, a couple things. Those of you who have not signed up to contribute along with other thousands of people to our $1 a day or $1 a month Patreon, it's easy. Just go to channel 511, go to Lawyer Talk Podcast. You'll find a way to do it. You should subscribe now so you can catch us when we are live. You can uh, submit commentary. You can ask questions. Uh, you can also email us at lawyertalkpodcast.com. Send us an email. I'll get it. We'll answer it right here on the air. We did one today. Uh, if you want to catch Banks and crew at the Funny Bone this weekend. Tickets are selling out and they've almost all sold out. You can still see Thursday. If not, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, next week after it was, uh, after all the awesomeness occurs and you'll just get to hear about it. So don't get left out on that one. Still tickets left on Thursday, but they are going like hotcakes. Uh, we got Brett here at Circle 270 Media doing podcasts for folks. And I think that's sort of taken off again. People coming into the studio again. Stuff is happening. You want your podcast? You think you can do it? You got the chops to sit at the table? Give us a shout. We'll bring it. We'll just start as a guest. You can sit here. Why? Because I don't care what we talk about. What do I care? Let's get you going. Yeah. Let's come on it. in. Let's do it. Um, so anyway, this has been Lawyer Talk off the record on the air at least and live on the air, I should say, at least until now.